0: Chumba, ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The
1: 500. The 500. J.A.M. been walking us down through that 2012 edition, so it ain't nothing to
2: want to go and in need of a friend the king of peace for angelo talking the 500 until the end talking the 500 until the end with my man JAM on the 500 talking the 500 until the end
1: we go down
2: That song was by Bruce Springsteen from the 1980 record, The River. It's also number 253 out of 500 on The 500 with Josh Adam Myers. You're listening to the only podcast that's going through Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest records from 500 down to one. Also, it's done by a comedian talking to his famous friends. And if you're looking for in-depth info, This might not be the one, because this is a discussion about life, the album, and gashluky. You want to watch the podcast? Well, you got to subscribe to the Patreon. There's only one way to see the full videos of me and my guests each week. Join the Patreon for $5 a month. You get to watch full videos. And for $25 a month, we're giving away merch. And I'm talking coffee mugs, t-shirts, posters, hoodies to the Fleece Army. I will give you an official ranking in the fleece army and you get to support the people that work on this incredible show. Peter, my editor, Emily, my booker, the, the flagships of why this ship is moving are those two people and JT and Morty and me, but go to patreon.com backslash the 500 podcast or find the link on our website. Our guest this week is comedian Christopher Titus. His 10th stand stand-up special, Zero Side Effects, is available on his YouTube channel now. And go and listen to his Armageddon Update podcast with Rachel Bradley. This episode was recorded on June 15th. Rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to The 500 and listen free on all platforms or anywhere you get your pods. And if you can leave a five-star rating and a review, we would appreciate it. Follow me at Josh Adam Myers on all social media. I post clips daily. Email the podcast at the500podcast at gmail.com. Follow the Facebook group run by Crazy Evan. And for all things 500, go to our website, the500podcast.com. Well, there's nothing left to say, but here we go with number 253 out of 500 with The River by Bruce Springsteen.
0: <laughs> so when I got into Springsteen, I, I kind of I came in backwards. I, I, a horrible ex-girlfriend uh, got me into it. She and she didn't really like him. She goes, "I got tickets to go see the Born in the USA tour at the Oakland Coliseum," and uh, and I was like, "Sure, I'll go." So I went and she was kind of bored, and I was stunned. I was stunned. I couldn't believe it. At one point, Springsteen's got 80,000 people in his hands. He looks... I mean, he just... and He did bits. Him and Clarence did bits, which I was a comic, and I was like, what am I seeing? I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Same with my new wife, who wasn't a big fan, and I took her to see um, the Magic Tour, and and I wrote that bit about her. Where she turns to me, she goes, "Man, I would do them in front of you." And I was like, "I know, I would do them in front of you." <laughs> and so, so, so what happens is Springsteen's uh, live performance. <laughs> got me. So what after after that concert, I, I yeah. became obsessed, and then I went backwards, and I went, and I didn't know, you know, I, I, I and over the years I've gotten better, but I, I went back to Nebraska. When I hit Nebraska, I, 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 I literally sucked down that album as a as a staple in my musical diet. I didn't play anything else for probably a month. And then yeah. uh, I went back to the hits. And then right about that time, I I was I was a fan through that and then he came the Born in You say was great. I knew every song on that one. And then when he came out with the um remember the box set, the 75 85 box set? That yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. That's when I went back to a little more in depth on the River um uh and um and, and the other albums, you know, the uh, live in the East Street Shuffle, and so I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit. This is not. There's yeah. great songs on this album. This, yes, I, there are. Yes, yeah. there are. There I are mean, I Cadillac Ranch just classics. Like the second they're on you're like I'm up and I'm dancing. <laughs> and then there's songs you're like, "Okay." And I think this album for I mean, listen, I I I don't I'm not going to talk for Bruce, but it feels like every artist has that one project whether you're a comic or whether you're where you're like, "I'm going to I'm throwing as much shit at the wall as I possibly can throw at the wall." Uh, and there's songs that connect on this album that that are like uh, like lost in the flood. It's not on this album, but it connects. Like you can like like the, the the Bruce DNA. is just all over this album, and it's hard to go back for this to this album after you know what he did after this album. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's the record that came after? Because the
2: one before this is Darkness on the Edge of Town, which is coming off of which awesome. is coming off of Born to Run. The one that came
0: after this one was... I have the I have the discography in front of me because I didn't want to look like a lame-o. It's, uh,
2: it is Nebraska. Well, no, E Street yeah. Band is born in the USA. Yeah, so it goes... So, so it was, Darkness, Darkness,
0: then the River, right? then Nebraska, and, Nebraska. and right. then Born in the USA. But do you feel like this album... This because album, it's a great album, by the way. I'm not... I'm not, in the, I'm not... Listen, I'm not... By the
2: way, please don't think that... Wait, Chris, please don't think that I'm shitting on this in a way that... Like, like like I, I like, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest Bob Dylan fan, and only because on this podcast, we're doing it backwards. We're listening to all his later stuff right. first, and then eventually, we're going to get down to the meat and potatoes of why Bob Dylan is Bob Dylan. And so all those records, because this reminded me of something like Time Out of Mind, which are like seven-minute songs about life, about death, about love, but... You know, Bruce has that thing that Bob has, which they're both storytellers and they're fucking phenomenal at it. So, you know, you get lost in what they're saying and you're like, are they talking about Jesus? Are they talking about a girl that lives down the street? They named Jesus. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh,
0: I, I feel this. So this album, but but then you got like "Wreck on the Highway." The lyrics. It's not that long of a song, but it it, it, it there's a moroseness to some of this in the album. And then you go to Cadillac Ranch or or or, or Ramrod in and you, I, I, it's weird because there's so much in this. There's like you said, there's so much, so many different genres in this '50s, '60s, you know. Uh, and then I was going through what were the hit songs. You gotta remember when this album came out. Uh, disco was was it was peak, and punk had started happening. The the, the talking heads had come out, like this album kind of got, I think, got lost, you know, except for the hits. Um Yeah. Uh, and, and like the river, I play the river all. I love, river's one of my favorite. River's great. Songs.
2: River's I, great. I'll do, Chris, I'll say this straight up. Out in the Street is one of my favorite Bruce Springsteen yes. songs of all time. Yeah. And like, I, I would love for him to, to see him play that live. I saw him... Ah, uh, goddamn. It was when he put out the two records at the same time, Lucky Town, yep. and <laughs> Human, Human Touch. Touch. Yep. And my friend Greg Chate, one of my best friends still, his dad was obsessed with Bruce. And he bought four tickets, one for him and one for him and his wife, and then or his girlfriend. And then he bought another two, which I think he bought the other two first, and then he got better seats. And so he right. gave me and his son these seats that were like in the back of the Capitol Center and i knew nothing other than born in the usa and maybe a couple other songs that that greg had played to me we're young i mean we're 12 13 years old maybe and greg's a little bit older maybe like 14 but like that was like that was the first time i heard born to run live i heard you know thunder road which you know those are staples and i mean listening of course he played hungry heart but you know out of all of this stuff those great songs that we're talking about get lost, chunked up in between, songs that are not bad. They're just not that thing that is like, like Born to Run is just 10 songs, all gold, just from top to bottom. And then you have Born in the USA, same fucking thing. Darkness on the Other Town, a lot darker, but like, just like the title, but still it's like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit this just this just had that thing that made me be like god damn dude like how many more songs are on this right dude i I was (laughs) i was working at the gym today because i always like to do i give three listens. i give the initial go through all the way through i have possibly on mushrooms i listen to a record (laughs) and then i'll have at the gym does this work at the gym and some of the songs do, some of the songs don't. But I remember I was almost an hour into the workout finishing up, and I was like, oh, I'm, the album's probably almost over. And I was like, fuck, I have oh, another. Oh, no, it's 20, not. <laughs> 22 minutes, and my walk home is eight. So I didn't even get to finish it. And I fucking did a
0: hardcore workout today. Yeah, there's a couple songs in this album that literally are already encapsulated in Lost in the Flood. I, there was three songs. I was like, this is... They, he did this song. He did this song. Then there's other songs that that break it down. When I went and saw Bruce Springsteen live the first time, and it was... Hungry, and, and it was Born in the USA tour, which is a great album. But I feel like Born in the USA, like, I feel about uh, Purple Rain. When people start talking to me about Purple Rain, I'm a huge Prince fan too. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard Nebraska? Like with Springsteen, I'm like, you know, I go, have you heard... I mean, it's like... Born in the USA was, you know, the story about Born in the USA, right? That I, that I don't know, please. Okay, so they didn't want to release Nebraska, so they, so the record company, he brought on Nebraska, and he did it on that shitty reel-to-reel tape thing that he found in the beach and cleaned it up. So that's why it's not <laughs> that weird. And they couldn't re, do you know, they couldn't remake the album. So he wrote those songs. Nebraska's a demo. Did you know that? I did not. That's the fucking demo. So wow. what happened with that's what that? What happened with that? So Frankstein found this reel-to-reel tape recorder, re- recorded it in this one room. This this farmhouse he was renting, uh, recorded it, did all the songs, Johnny Knight, all of them, and then gave it to the record company. And uh, they said, is this what you really want to do? And they went in with the band and tried to recreate it. They couldn't do it. It, Every every time they did it, they were like, this is not, That doesn't sound as good as the demo because the fucking real, the real recorder had slowed down like 4%. So it had that weird haunting and it made the fucking, it made the harmonicas weird. It made the guitars a little weird. And that's why Nebraska is such a really crazy artistic. So he turned it into the record company and he says, this is what I want to put out. And they said, blow me, we're not doing it. <laughs> so, so he goes, if you do this album, if you put this album out, I'll give you a pop hit record. And that's where Born in the USA came from.
2: I mean looking over the track listing cuz I've listened to Nebraska which you know a lot of the killers uh you know influences been from that record Boyne to run especially but you know their the pressure machine their 2021 record is basically a homage to nebraska and if yeah. you look at it nebraska rules atlantic city is phenomenal yep. Yep. johnny 99 yep. open all night highway Patrolman. i mean those are all great songs and that's also a great record because if you look at the personnel of it it's all bruce much like fuck, what was the one that we did oh my god the what was the one with uh, uh tougher than the rest which is my favorite bruce springsteen song
0: the oh, one he did
2: uh, after the divorce. You know what? You, we're, we're here. We're, well, now, we that's, that,
0: that album has a lot of duality. Uh, um, uh, we got it. We, just, we know I, it. it. No, we know. We know it. Uh, um, uh, not Adam, doing... this is when you're supposed to jump Why in. Why am I doing for... Title Tunnel, <laughs> <of love. laughs> Tunnel of love. <laughs> Tunnel. No, of the title title song. That's, that <laughs> album has such duality in it, man. Because so if you know Bruce Springsteen, if you're a fan, I I, I told people when that album came out, uh, and I because I was already a Monster fan, I I had sucked yeah. down Nebraska. I was in, and that album came out. I turned to friends. I was like bruce is in trouble (laughs) like like, have you heard this album i go i go his marriage isn't working and something else is going on and they go you can't i go nope listen to this album you know all the way from tunnel which is which is like oh that's some hope in that song let's let's take this risk and then they go then um uh Turn, went out this morning, the house is dark. Hit the engine, she wasn't turning. Went out and parked the microphone, hit the engine. And, she, and, and it's like you realize, oh shit, something's coming apart. And that was right when the divorce hit. Like it was... Yeah. So you knew... I, what I love about Bruce is like all great storytellers, Uh, whether you're writing a book, doing stand-up or, or anything, is that you can... Prior it was a great example. Like whatever he's talking about, it's pretty much happening. But I think on this album, I think the river... And he says it in an interview. He said, I was looking at great artists can actually see things and write about it without experience in it you know without being in it yeah what the river about is he wrote the river about his brother-in-law and what he was going through and so these are not personal songs but what bruce was doing was again great musicians can, can see something and write about it comics can do the same thing um uh but what bruce did with i think this was i think this album really for me you got to remember, it. you you just said it. Darkness on the edge of, of town, born to run. He had these fucking monsters, like monsters. Yeah. Where you're like, holy shit. Um, where you can tell it's an artist again with Purple Rain. You can tell Prince went in with Purple Rain and went. Every song on this album is going to blow people's brains out the back of their head. Yeah. And I and I think this album, he had so much success. I think I think he. The record company, I, I mean, imagine what he was going through in 1980. Imagine. He's so he's he's got all this stuff. He's having this weird artistic kind of like, what do I do now? Is this all there is? He didn't have a life. He'd been touring constantly. Um, he, he didn't have a, a great relationships. He didn't have a home. He was just on the road. And so he wrote this album, and that's why he said, like, this album wasn't the best time for him and then whatever happened, then he wrote Nebraska. And I and I think he found, I think Bruce really found out, um, I don't, I, I really had, I, I don't give a fuck after this album. I think I mean, I, that's when Nebraska, cause you gotta remember what when Nebraska came out, nobody was dropping something like that. Nobody. No, and but yeah, I think you, you made
2: a really good point. I also think it probably after you've had the run of albums that he had prior to this and like with Born to Run, Being an album that is not just, you know, commercially successful, sorry, commercially successful, but also critically, you know, and people are saying, I'm pretty sure like right around that they're already, you know, he's, he's the the golden son of New Jersey and just the fucking he's the, the boss is starting to be talked about. You know he he's at this place where he's like, well, I can do whatever the fuck I want too. Right. You right. know what I mean. And he probably like, we have this little spiel going off what you said at a 2009 concert. Bruce spoke about the album, saying the river was a record that was sort of the gateway to a lot of my future writing. Yes. It was a, it was a record made during a recession, hard times in the states. title song is a song I wrote for my brother-in-law and sister. My brother-in-law was in the construction industry, lost his job and had to struggle very hard back in the late 70s like so many people are doing today. It was a record where I first started to tackle men and women and families and marriage. There are certain songs on it that led to complete records later on. The River sort of went to the writing on Nebraska. Uh, Stolen Car went to the writing on Tunnel of Love. Originally, it was a single record. I handed it in with just one record and I took it back because I didn't feel it was big enough. I wanted to capture the themes I had been writing about on Darkness. I wanted to keep those characters with me and at the same time added music that made our live shows so much fun and joy for our audience. So in the end, we're going to take you down to the river tonight. Um, well, I mean, yeah, that, that all is like, you know, it's that makes it's a perfect- sense. It makes perfect sense when yep. you when you when you when you hear that. but also, and now I'm gonna read the little the little like dingle we have about this that this is Adam up there. Adam,
0: God bless your soul, buddy. I don't give you enough props for how thorough Adam jump in time is. Too, man, you sound like you're a you're a huge monster fan. I, and by the way, if I say something stupid, jump in, stop me. Oh, Oh, we will. (laughs) (laughs) Good. We will. Good. Right
2: now, you're killing it, dude. So don't (laughs) stop. Uh, So originally, he intended this record to be a single album entitled The Ties That Bind. He had been working with the E Street Band at his home studio, Telegraph Hill Studios, which was actually a barn at his New Jersey property. By early August, there was an initial cut of 10 songs. And Columbia began to believe they might have a new Springsteen record in time for Christmas '79. So Springsteen then signed off on the ties that bind, and the tapes were sent off for mastering in October. But when they came back, he suddenly canceled the release and went back to recording. He later said the songs lacked the kind of unity and conceptual intensity I liked in my music to have.
0: So let's manager- add 10
2: more. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, I got to throw another 22. 22." His manager and co-producer, John Landau, suggested that maybe this record needed to be a double record in order to encompass everything Springsteen was trying to achieve. After another seven months, the sessions came to an end. The River was released October 17th, 1980, with 20 of the 50 songs that had been recorded, which spanned a period of almost two years. Do we know, Adam, did you ever, is there something in here that, that says what happened to the other 30 songs? i'll look it up yeah i'm like i'm curious think about that though dude is that he's churning out 50 songs in a year yep 50 i mean i don't think i've written uh, 10 minutes of new material in in a year sometimes i mean you're <laughs> like it's it, so do you i mean hearing something like that and because i know you, you you've had you know special after special like what is your writing process like when it comes to getting like to getting your hour together how much time are you working on that next special
0: oh man it's weird because uh because springsteen springsteen uh lily tom and springsteen um uh prior uh and, and prints are actually really big inspirations for me in writing i i need to come up with a, w- what what it's about if i come up with like i'll come up with something that needs to be it's weird man i and, and a lot of comics think i'm i i guess i treat comedy too precious man I, I i what what's this show about like the last one was about you know covid and stuff and it was about my near-death experience and how none, nothing really matters and so once i had that i'm like okay now what else is going on, and how do I thread this? So then I start writing bits to thread it, and it's weird, man. Uh, um, live performing will edit, will edit itself out. Like like yeah. I'll, be doing, I'll, I'll write what I think is the show, and then just by osmosis, all of a sudden I'm I, what the fuck I was doing the, this bit that worked well. Where is that bit now? And so then there's a bin. I have a bit. In fact, voice in my head, um, which I, where I tell the Bruce Springsteen story, is literally a bunch of. Just a bunch of bits that were I wrote for other shows that just got cut out. But, I had yeah. this pile, like fifty songs. I had this pile of it was basically stories of me being a raging fuck up. And I realize I go and I also I go, oh, that's thematic. <laughs> Every story about <laughs> me being a loser. Let's do that special. And so, uh, um, so I get it. I get, I get it. It's, it's interesting that I've read some stuff about Bruce where he. He gets he really gets it has to be right. It has to be right. And I, I, I have this weird thing about writing where if I can get to something if I can get to 97 percent of what I want, I'm fine. The effort it takes to get that three percent never pays off as much as the first 97. So and it's 200 percent more effort to get that three percent. Now, now it may happen on the road over like, you know, a year of doing the show. But
2: yeah. So I mean, well, we're always, we're always editing on stage for sure. And I mean, I think when you start pulling together stuff and jokes start getting dropped, it's almost like, all right, well, at least I have these for the next special. So the next, the next special, just the next time I go out on the street and start hitting the clubs again, it's like, I've got, I've got these jokes that got edited out. I mean, but, but, but you're also a very, you're a great storyteller. So it's almost perfect. That you're doing this because your stand-up is is like a Bruce Springsteen record. I mean, you're you're taking uh, us through. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, hey, the, no, no, the new is, one.
0: The new one really is a new one. Karen Monsters is all about my. It, it starts with my my first memory in life, which is going to bars with my mom when I was four. Uh you know, I mean, I didn't go with her. She took me. I wasn't like, "Yo, mom, where's the party up in this bitch?" It's ten thirty. I'm four. Let's do something. Yeah. Uh, she, took me to bar, <laughs> she took me to bars with her, uh, and the joke I do is because babysitters cost like three drinks an hour, and so it's just that's my first memory, and it ends with. Like my me hitchhiking to at eleven hitchhiking to run away from my dad, living with my crazy mom, and then it ends up I move back to my dad's and he tells me I hope your fucking kids do this to you one day, and then my kids did. My kids left me when I got divorced for their mother, and they did it to me. So this whole fucking story comes back. So I know what you're saying. Like that's I love Bruce because of the storytelling, and you know, and this album, this album I believe has the, this uh, the river has the greatest line I think. I, know, I tried to figure it out. I don't know if it makes sense, but it sounds so good. Is a dream a lie if it don't come true or is it something worse? And yeah. it's one of those things that it's not so specific where you're like, I get it. You're like, Yeah. Wait. <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> he's the uh, he he's I think he's amazing. But like you said, like this this album has all the DNA to uh, spare parts. Uh, I would say it was from this album, Straight Time. You know, Stolen Card reminds me of Straight Time. There's like so many things that you can see. He was really finding the Bruce Springsteen that uh, that we ended up with, and some of those story songs that are just amazing. Goes to Tom Joe. I think this album, uh, a lot of the story songs. Yeah goes to like ghost is another another album that you just go it's hard to go back and review Spr- again as i said to review what he's done after knowing what he can do do you know what i mean like yeah. i agree with you on that there's a couple songs now i'm like uh-huh that's a bruce springsteen song and that's and that you know
2: oh i can't i can't tell you how many different artists i've listened to throughout doing this podcast that i'm like oh that's directly influenced by bruce and you can yeah. almost pinpoint what you know, you know, whether it's like kind of playing like a fifties, like rockabilly riff into, you know, and singing about, you know, middle America or the working man. It's like, I always feel like it's formulating somehow back to Bruce, much like you mentioned Richard Pryor, where it's like, you know, and Lenny Bruce and these guys that really fucking took it to the next level of standup of what we do. And, and it's all kind of goes back to that. Um, you know, there, there's something about him that, you know, not just the music, but just him that has always, you know, he he goes out there still in his 70s and plays <laughs> a three-hour show and gives you everything he has for those three hours. And then, you know, and then I go see bands like Pearl Jam and you see Eddie up there and doing the same fucking thing. You know, and I mean, giving you everything he has. And and then I went to see Depeche Mode and you see David uh, Gahan. I think his name is the lead singer who gives you everything. And it's like, I still think definitely Eddie, but even David is like, like they're taking what Bruce has. He's just this like energizer bunny of yeah. just they wind him up. They put him on stage or they wind him up and they put him in the studio and he just goes. So I think this is Bruce right in that perfect spot in his career where now he's got success so he can go any direction he wants plus he's like got that energy because he's only probably in his late 20s early yep. 30s and 30, he's yeah. and he's just fucking attacking
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Hello. Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talked to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like.
0: But then again, but the, but the album, he was said he said he was kind of like the, he, again, is this all there is? And, and I think he had all that. He had all he had every he'd fucking nailed it to the wall live performing. I mean, that, you got to remember, Springsteen. Springsteen's albums and his songs, great, but they weren't as big as other people's songs. But everybody to a person who sees him live just goes, Holy shit. And I've, I like, I, I write 90 minute shows. i about nine. This one, this new one's about an hour 20. Yeah. Because I want the audience to be la- be done. At the end, they would have to be like, Holy shit. I didn't stop. I like, you know, I also try to write a punchline for every sentence because yeah. Springsteen is fucking nonstop. I saw him one night. We were in, um, we saw him at the sports arena before it closed, and he—I was it Magic? No, no, it was after Clarence died. Maybe it wasn't the sports arena, and he's doing—he was doing—he um, was talking about Clarence. Clarence had died, and he let the the, the band kind of kind of went away. Half the man, and he got, took it really really down. Yeah. He started doing this thing on the mic, man, and it was just—he goes, "We walk with ghosts. We walk with ghosts." And he and I and it's an arena, and I remember. I remember as a performer it's weird cuz we have to we watch things differently. We yeah. you know, we it's very rare that we totally get lost in a performance, right? sure you always had that other mind going i see what he's doing i see oh, yeah what he's doing. yeah 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 yeah. of course and i remember being so fucking lost in it and i started it and i started oh what he was doing was they were doing they got they got to the solo on um i want to say uh jungle land whatever it was yeah and and he and they hit the solo and he points to the fucking to the to the 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 fucking screen um for the basketball game and it just start and it's and the whole band stopped Everybody stopped, and for three minutes, that three minute sax solo that's supposed to go there, it was dead silent. And wow. all Bruce did was hold his fucking finger up, point to the sky. Dead silent for the whole solo. And on the beat, the band comes back in. And I was like, what the fuck did I just say? Wow. <laughs> and, and they're just, and slowly they're just doing pictures of Clarence in that silence. And that's the kind of thing. Look, man, a lot, you know there's a lot of people that have songs and they get up and they play song after song after song after song after song, but to care about the uh, the theater of it, like that's what I love. Like I love like when him and Clarence, when I saw him in '84, the theater of it. You know, the the best artists have a, have a piece of theater in it, and which was why I try to have like I make point with my shows. I don't do my porn bit, my pot bit, my drinking bit, my girlfriend sucks bit, and then I get off. I actually <laughs> start with a premise, and then I try to end. With, I try to prove. I start with like the, the, the beginning of this show is um, the the great inflammable Richard Pryor once said, everybody carries their own monsters. tonight you get to meet all of mine." And then I start, and I start telling all these stories all the way to my ex said I beat her and my kids. like I get to that. and I talk about my, I talk about my sister's suicide. I actually here's the setup for the joke I do in this new show. I go my sister uh, grabbed the gun out of her drawer, sat at the end of his bed, put it in her mouth, and blew her brains all over the headboard. That's a set. I'm not going to tell you the punchline because I get a laugh off of it, but I get it. But the audience is like this: What the fuck? And yeah. I think I think. Uh, and Springsteen has this amazing ability. Why he is so great? Why he? I saw him in Australia too. Why he is so fucking great? Is a he's willing to he, like a great comic. He can take in the moment. Doesn't the moment doesn't bother him? Whatever happens, he goes with it. Um, I saw him. I saw him in Australia. We were. <laughs> So in Australia, the fucking power kept going out. We're in this stadium, like a soccer stadium, and, and all of a sudden the band's cranking. It's awesome. Um, this is the this is the Rising tour, and fucking the, the fucking sound goes out. Like the like the like everything shuts down. They get it back to working again. Does it again? Ten minutes later, sound goes out again. Sound goes out one more time. Bruce Springsteen walks to the edge of the stage. He sits down like that. Sound comes back out. He goes, he goes. Everybody, I want to just say out and out in Sydney tonight. If you're using your blow dryer, please turn it off. <laughs> he goes, Don't iron your clothes for the next hour and a half, please. <laughs> and, and he just riffed this
2: bit about oh, why the, the, uh, he's, it, he's he's that's he's a person that like he did these he did a like a storytelling show with Burr not Burr I'm sorry with Stern on uh, on, on one of the uh, yeah which is phenomenal and just to listen to him talk you
0: know I wish I could have seen the show that he did on Broadway. Did you get to go to that? No, but I, I saw the I saw the filming of it. I saw I, I got to watch it on, on TV. But I the but the thing that the Stern thing, here's how cool Springsteen is. Stern had talked shit about Springsteen. Like they like did you it's know sure. that? Sure. Yeah, yeah they, he, they, he apologized so they, Stern apologized. Yeah. Yeah, and Springsteen had to go do it. And it was I thought it was great. My daughter's a musician. She's actually her name's Kenny K E and I, and she actually is putting out songs all the time. And she my proudest moment. So, you know, I've been telling her, do this, do this. I'm a big Prince fan, I'm a Springsteen fan. And I, I kept telling her about Nebraska, and she finally—this is years ago. I told her when she was fourteen, she was writing songs. And now she's, now she's twenty-one, and she, we were, we went to lunch, and she goes, I go, what are you into right now? She goes, I finally started listening to Nebraska, Dad. I should have listened to it six years ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, but I love what? this. Has, has a, he's, a, he's you know, the story where I got to meet him, right? Like, no, I got to, please, please tell oh, me this. Oh, I did no. a whole, bit I did a 29 please. minute bid uh, in voice in my head about this. Please tell me, tell me, please so, tell me everything. All right. So here's the story. So, uh, I'm working Phoenix, uh, at the, at, the, um, at the improv in Tempe and, um, I get, I get Dan Muir calls me and he goes, the manager goes, Hey, Nils Lofgren wants to come to your show. And I go, wow. I'm, I'm sorry. I go Nils E Street Band, Lofgren, and he goes bullets yeah. fever, bullets fever. Yeah, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. uh, I go, Lofgren is amazing, and, and he goes, yeah. So you want to come to the show? So him and his wife come to the show. Show goes well, thank God. Didn't I didn't yeah. tank in front of uh, Nils? They come backstage, and and they're like, hey, great show. Well, you want you know, we came to see you because Bruce and Patty are fans, and I go. Bruce who? I really was like, you, you're not fucking talking about Bruce Springsteen. He goes, yeah, so uh, anyways, do you wanna to come to our show? And, and we get to LA, and you know, dude, we're in the business, we're like, yeah, yeah, I'll see you. call me when so I can go to your show yeah so here's the weird thing so i i'm not that guy i don't want to buy tickets uh and i so i mean i don't want sorry i don't want to borrow tickets i i won't buy them i'll pay, buy, for yeah. my, pay for my yeah. fucking tickets i i'm not that guy i know what that i know what it's like you know on the other side of that so what happens is is that i can't get tickets it was the magic tour uh radio nowhere had blew up this it was sold it's a bruce anyway so, so and i got yeah. way too long and i couldn't get tickets and i had the money to buy good t- and i couldn't get them so I call Nils and I go, Nils, I go, I, I go, please, I go, I want to pay for him. Please do not, do not give him to me. Let me, let me be that that guy. I want to be that guy. Yeah. So Nils goes, I'll call you back in a couple days. A Couple days later, phone rings. I'm driving down Lancashire, and and it's a woman. She goes, Hi, is this Chris? I go, Yeah. She goes, Hi, this is Patty Springsteen, and I'm I'm like. I'm like, Patty Scalfa Springsteen, <laughs> Rumble Ball, Patty Scalfa, and she goes, yeah, I go, and I go, you can't call me, you can't just call me, you have to have someone call me to tell me you're going to call me, I, was, I go, I'm driving my car right now, and she starts laughing, she goes, I just want you to know Bruce and I are fans, and I, again, I was like, Bruce who, like, you're talking about your husband? So she goes, "Listen, we want you to come to the show. Um, please go go to this hotel and get tickets." So uh, I'm like, I, I can't believe it. I'm a huge fan uh, I, you know, of your albums too. I go and so I go to get tickets at this hotel. It's one of these hotels in LA that you don't even know it's a hotel. It just yeah. looks like a weird building. Yeah, 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 and yeah, you yeah. Walk oh, I know. It's kind of weird building and you're like like it's it's like it's like cool human area 51 where you walk in and you're like, "Holy shit, that's why, why is Keith Richardson? Holy shit, Bruce Spring. And so I go in, and I go to the concierge, and I go, uh, and I'm kind of like cocky. I'm like, yeah, do you have anything for Christopher Titus? And, they, and the guy goes, flip, 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 flip. Nope. And I'm like, fuck, I got pumped by Nils Lauder. So, I, so I, I, I start to leave, and the guy goes, I'm sorry, Mr. Titus. I do have something. It's in the vault. So he leaves. He comes back with this envelope. It's just an envelope, like in the vault. It's got... It's got two. It's got tickets for the show. It's got backstage passes. Uh, there's a note in it from this guy named Tony, and the passes say "PS" on it. And I go, I go, oh my, God, like person of suspicion, like they want to make sure because they know I'm gonna be a psycho. They know this Titus is a little intense. He's gonna be a psycho. Yeah. And my new girlfriend there at the time goes, "Patty Springsteen, idiot." Oh right! <laughs> <Person of laughs> suspicion. Yeah, Are you sure fucking, fucking SVU dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so we go to the show. We go to the show that night. We're in. We're not even in the audience. We're actually in, like next to the stage. And there's like I'm 15 feet from the stage, off to the side. There's two other couples with him. I don't notice them because I'm panicking. I'm also dating my new. She's my wife now, but we were just dating at the time. Ooh. So, and I got backstage. Next to the stage ticket, So I'm like, I'm rocking this. I'm fucking rocking this. You're the man. Yeah, yeah. you're the oh, man. Except except you're freaking out like yeah. a little fangirl. Yeah. Okay,
2: <laughs> it. It's a person suspicion. And she's like,
0: <laughs> So here's how weird it was in the area we were in. Whatever we were in, uh two people see me from the audience and go, hey Titus. And they start to come over the barrier to say hi. Yeah. And they get clotheslined, dude. And I'm like, oh, where are we standing? Like, why are why is why is security so intense? tensor i'll tell you why so the show goes amazing we're watching it uh clarence uh, clemens by the way winked at my new girl repeatedly nice. on the side of the stage <laughs> i was like all right all right um and then uh, and then this guy tony comes up to me and he goes he goes hey i'm tony he goes i'm one of bruce's guys let me tell you um uh you stay here to the uh, at the last song i'm gonna come get you because bruce wants to talk to you and again i'm i'm dead like Bruce, who? What the fuck you talking, yeah. Bruce? You know, I'm like that. I'm the, This is the bit, by the way. But that I was really like, what, what? And so he goes, just, just give it, so he leaves. Last What's running night. through your mind? What is running through your? Are you are you nervous, I, excited? I, I, are you a little kid? Are you? How do you feel? Totally little kid. Dude, you got to remember. I, I'm, I'm like, why am I here? Like, I. It was, it was the most surreal. Over. Oh, oh, oh. By the way. Oh, it got worse. I had in my pocket a three-page letter to Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Please don't give it to him. Let me tell you the story. <laughs> I'm still embarrassed. <laughs> so, so here's what happens. I, I go, the last song I was playing, Tony, says, hey, guys, follow me back. Well, he points to the other two couples. Now, I was enjoying the show. We were, we were having a blast. Because if you've seen Bruce Lee live, holy shit. It's the best. It's, it's the best. Of, he, gives, he gives you what you want. He gives yes. you your money's worth. Yeah, every show. That's why I perform the way I perform. I want the audience to leave time. We're going Badlands. We're just, it's crazy. Yeah. So we start to go backstage, and I don't know who the other two couples are, but I obviously they're important to Mr. Springsteen, so I'm gonna let them go. I back up. I'm gonna let them go first. I'm like sure. after you. It's the edge from U2 and Adam Clayton and their and their girls. And I and I start smacking my I'm like, oh,
1: my <laughs> <fuck>! <laughs> like whole other
0: level. Dude, this is a true story. We get backstage, all the cases around, all the all the touring cases. I walk up to the edge from U2. And I say, I just want you to know, man, I'm a huge fan. I've had every, I have everything you guys have ever done. Oh my God, you guys are amazing. And I go, I've bought so much of your stuff. I honestly said this. This is not a bit. It's, I wrote it in a bit. That I really said this. Okay. The edge from you two in the face, and I say, dude, I bought so much of your stuff. I paid for that shirt, and, and, dude, dude. And the edge, and the edge goes. You ever have someone like come up to you show and they're just they're just so much? You're like, you, you got, and It yeah. just looks at me and he goes, "Great." <laughs> <laughs> My girl Rachel, she does this. Here's what I say to the edge. By the way, she's she her friends are like run tours for Linkin Park and stuff like yeah. big Guys, she literally. Standing next to me, Edge, she goes, and walks the fuck away. She left me. You're being a a dildo, bro. You're you're being a
2: fucking handjob. You're noticing her. Dude, I was such a goofball. She was going to fuck you tonight. And and everything you've done done is like, this is the guy.
1: this is the guy
0: okay uh, uh, dude i you know i I respect anybody that gets so i sit down on a case and i'm just sitting there then henry winkler walks over to me with his wife and henry henry (laughs) goes henry goes hey titus how you doing i'm like oh man how's it going and i'm I'm still feeling like a douchebag and he goes uh, and we start talking about i was on that show big shots at the time and henry winkler's wife goes i love that show big shots and i was like really and so uh, and i and i go yeah the scripts are a little weird and henry winkler stops me and he goes hey don't ever complain about the scripts and cuz I was a writer on my show and I go yeah yeah I know he goes no 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 Rod Howard told me once he goes he goes it takes it takes a long time it's an it's impossible to write a good script, a bad script it's it's almost magical to write a good one and then he gave me this lecture about acting about directing and how it compared to acting and I'm sitting there I'm just like I just douchebagged in front of the Edge. Henry, Winkler, Henry Winkler's given me a lecture on show business, and I'm, gonna meet, and I'm going to meet Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I kind of got scolded. By you anyway. got scolded, dude. the Fonz, dude. By the, the Fonz. <laughs> <by the Fons. laughs> exactly. so, oh, Gene so, Cousineau. Gene Cousineau gave you the one-two yeah, buck did. on that he show, walked dude. Me through it. So here's <laughs> what happens. So we wait, and, and I'm trying to be really cool. Oh, and then I see uh, Jackson Brown, but I, I decide, I've already douchebagged in enough in front of fucking the edge i'm not gonna (laughs) oh no it came later it still happened so we take us back into the dressing room and the cool thing about uh, rock and roll and show business and and whatever show business no matter how big you are the dressing rooms and the green rooms suck ass it was just this cinder block thing with a rolling rack it was like it was leather vest t-shirt leather vest t-shirt leather jeans it was the same And, and, and and there's wine chad lowe was there and so I'm standing there with Ray and my, my, my girl and, uh, and Bruce and Patty walk over to me and she goes, hi, I just want you to know why you're here. And Bruce Springsteen, goes, I, I mean, am I like, I can't believe it. I hand, him, I, by the way, hand him the letter, by the way, hand him the letter. <laughs> Cause That's, my, I dude. look,
2: I, I, I get it. I'm like, I'm I get, right? no, but I get it. No, but listen, it's, it, you know, this is, this is you meeting somebody that you feel like you've known and that knows you music hits differently than any other art form you know what i mean it's like we watch a great movie and it touches us and we cry and that's beautiful but you don't like like i love the movie babe but i still eat pork you know what i mean it's not like okay music music dude I, i'm telling you like i because i i fanboyed out when i met beck the first time because of oh and my Michael, god i love sea change it's one of the greatest albums ever made and i just was like and he just was like all right hey thanks man and then uh you know i appreciate it and he walked away and, and like think you said you're just running it like why would i do that? But, you know, God's honest truth is like, he's probably gets that from so many people. Right, right. It they, wasn't... they know it. They know that they're like, when they're at that level, they know that they're touching people because everybody's like, your album changed the
0: direction of my life. Exactly. Uh, I remember go, go, going to gigs, driving in a rental car, middle of the night, going across Kansas, trying, I had 600 miles to get to the, sh- the shittiest gig that was going to pay me shitty money. Yeah with Nebraska playing, which do not put Nebraska on in the middle of the night during a fucking, <laughs> during a during a rainstorm with lightning. Cause I, cause people come to State Trooper and you're like, ah, shit. It's a, real, it's a Stephen King novel at that point. So, uh, so, so what happens is, so, so she goes, I want you to know, uh, um, and Bruce goes, yeah, man. He goes, so, uh, so uh, my son, Evan, he, he, by the way, Bruce, it just tells stories. He just does, he just, that's, he's not making that shit up. The stuff he's talking about on stage, he, you know, and he, he goes, my son Evan used to come home every night, you know, and he would uh, eat dinner real quiet and then he'd go in his room and disappear. And, you know, and uh, and he did it for like three months. And then one night he came out and he had the box sets to your TV show. And he said, dad, this show taught me a lot about life. Uh, I want you to watch it with me. And, and, uh, and I go, Uh, Like, I don't even know what to say. And he goes, so I did. And he goes, I want you to know something, man. I don't like sitcoms. And Patty goes, yeah, we live in a very philosophical household. And I I wrote about it when I did the bit. Like, what must it be like to be his kid? Like, like no one likes their dad, you know, when you're you're growing up and your dad's like, let me tell you a story about dad. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, like, shut up. It's Bruce Springsteen.
2: You're embarrassing me, dad. Put the guitar away.
0: So he goes, that TV show you did, man. He goes, that he goes, he goes. I don't like sitcoms, but that show, man, that show was art. And I just stood there and I didn't know what to do. Oh, oh! Not only did I give him a three-page letter, I have this buddy who makes these cool skull rings, yeah. and I got him and Patty's size, and I each had him had silver skull rings. So I'm that's married. Great. I'm yeah, actually that's great. married. I'm married to the Springsteens right now. Uh, <laughs> then what happened is I give him the three-page letter, and he goes, "You want me to read it now?" And I went, "No." Did you hear what I did to the edge? <laughs> no. <laughs> so he takes it, and then they go talk to other people, and I go over to Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown, running on empty, was the the this, the, the penultimate album in my dad's life. Running, yeah. he wake me up at seven in the morning for school to running empty at full volume. He put speakers in my room. And I thought it's because he liked me for a day. Turns out he wanted to have an alarm clock that he could control from the living room, so he would wake me up. And I and I told I go Jackson Brown. I go, and again, dude, dude, I'm I was in major douchebag mode this night. And I was just so stunned. These are all heroes, and and I went to Jackson Brown, and I go, hey man, I just want you to know, I go, I, I go, love your music, everything you've done. I go, but running on empty, I go, I know every song on that album. I go, that album is literally a soundtrack to my life. And Jackson Brown, who like I'm like I'm just dumping on him, and he goes wow, man, I, I just wrote a bunch of songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So there's an epilogue to this. So we leave, we have the best night ever. It's amazing. I, I I think it's a peak in my life where I'm like, I can't, I don't know who else I could meet that I would be like, and have it go that well. When Bruce Springsteen tells you the show, the TV show you did and wrote was art, you're pretty much done. Like, sure. you're, yeah, like that's your peak. Three months later, no, three, yeah, yeah maybe three, two months later, maybe. I'm driving in my car, I'm I'm leaving a car wash, and and my phone rings, and it's a number, it says unknown. And I pick it up, and it's- Answer it, you answer unknowns? Bruce Springsteen.
2: No way. But I'm no I'm just stuck on the fact that you answer unknowns.
0: Yeah. I want to know who has to both call me. Yeah, I, you they, like that. Not, I, not I, not I, I see word. an unknown. I'm like, go fuck yourself. He goes, he go, <laughs> he go, Hey man. Hey Titus. It's Bruce Springsteen, which is weird to hear. And I go, you can't call me, man. I go, I told your wife, you gotta tell somebody they gotta, you can't just randomly call a human being. Do you know <laughs> you're Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. And yeah. he starts laughing. And I go, what have you been doing? And he goes, oh man, we, he goes, we aren't tour, And we start talking. Sh- I, I don't even yeah. think about it. i just don't know what to do i'm kind of in panic mode i go i go uh he goes we got back from europe i go how is europe was it all right he goes oh man dude he goes america's so fickle he goes he goes i got 16 year olds moshing in europe for me he goes they love art over there and i was like oh cool he gets who he is and he goes hey the reason i'm calling is uh remember that letter you wrote me and i'm like oh fuck and I'm before like, you
2: even get into the rest of this what's in the letter what's in the letter
0: like well, what do you I, I, I told him he goes here's what I he said it. he goes I came back from tour. He, go, he goes, oh, he goes, I got sick on tour. And I go, really? He goes, I had to cancel the show. And I go, you canceled yeah. the show? He goes, he says, I know, right? Like, he know, he really knows. And he goes, uh, he goes, well, so anyway, I came back home and I remembered that you wrote me that letter and I started looking for it. And He goes, I couldn't find the letter. And he goes, so I wanted to call you and ask you, what did, you, what did that letter say? Like, he lost the letter, dude. And instead of just blowing it off, he tracked down my phone number and called me to find out what I wrote in this three-page letter to him. Is how crazy is that? And part of me was like, "Oh, good," because then that's why the FBI didn't show up. <laughs> it was just, it
2: was just saying, it was just saying, it was just, the, the three-page letter was just Titus loves, Bruce, Titus loves Bruce. Titus loves Bruce. Would you go out with me? Check yes, I check no, check maybe.
0: And <laughs> I told him, I said, I said, I wrote, I, here's what I here's what I wrote in the letter. I said, yeah, please, I wrote you a letter about all. I so said I wrote about this story in Kansas, driving across Kansas, and I said, I said your, I said my whole life you've been part of my life, and I go, and I go, the twenty six thousand people that saw you tonight are never going to get a chance to thank you, so I wrote this for them that they that 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 you don't even know. I know you know on one level, but you don't know the difference you make in everybody's life. So thank you. This is for them, not for me. That's perfect. That's like, perfect, dude. That's like that's
2: better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. especially for the age thing. Oh my god.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, this is Chris Santos, host of Delirious Nomads, the Blacklight Media podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Delirious Nomads is a podcast about all things heavy metal as well as breakdowns of your favorite combat sports. And me being a chef and all, we'll be riffing on some food talk every week with very special guests from across the world. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. you know, we, we, it gets lost on us. And you know, that, you know, with all the stuff that we do that, you know, there's, there's people, regardless of what level you're at, like, you know, you're on a bigger level than I am where you've had the TV show and you've had multiple specials, but I'm seeing it now, even just from posting clips and doing, doing a a small Netflix special, like it's like people will reach out and they're like, I was dealing with this in my life. I had your special dude. I never, I never got to say it to him. Patrice O'Neill's elephant in the room. I I saw that right before right, I saw it right before I got in this bad car accident. And then I had the car accident. My friend died. I watched that special probably a hundred times over the next like three or four months because it just got you out of that. And it was like, it was just perfect. And and like I said, comedy is one thing, but music hits us in a way that I mean, I listen, I watch movies, I cry. Music makes me weep. And it could just be a chord change. It could just be a little thing. I go see Billy Joel once a month at Madison Square Garden. And and, really? and every time I'm on mushrooms, but every time <laughs> every time he plays scenes from an Italian restaurant, I, I just weep. It's like it's such a beautiful song. And there's it's, it's just and it's just this, I don't yeah. know what it is.
0: It just makes me think of so much. And there's and a you song. Got, there's a song Frank does, and I can't, I can't hear it without just losing my shit. Uh, Walk like a man. There's a song, and it's off. I think it's off Tunnel of Love, and and it just every time I just turn into a eight year old boy crying about his dad. You know, it's yeah. it's. And so you're right, You're right. comedy doesn't do that. And once you've seen that show, you're like, yeah, I saw this bit. I can watch some comedy. Prior, I can watch Carl and I can watch, but I, I watch it like a comic. I don't watch it like a, like I'm into it again. I go, how's he doing this? What's he doing? But you're sure. right. The music will take you to a place. And Springsteen's music, it's because it's so cinematic, man. I mean, there's a movie script I'm writing right now that was inspired by racing in the street um uh it's not this it's not the song but i mean the imagery in the song he's so fucking cinematic man he's our twain a musical twain musical steinbeck i mean there's just so it's so it's perfect No, i want to go off what you're saying so from doing this podcast i like i said i was a very
2: mid-level bruce fan respect him love the hits i've listened to some of the deeper cuts on the big records but for the most part it was like if bruce is coming around i'm gonna go see him uh, you know, it's unfortunate this last tour. i have either I'm on the road or, or like I'm missing. I'm, it's just I had a wedding on one of the days at MSG, so I didn't get to go. But from doing the podcast, we did Tunnel of Love, tougher than the rest. I mean, I can listen to that. It's just and after hearing him explain it on that how it was either the Howard Stern thing or it was in his in his show on Broadway where he's like. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm used goods. I'm damaged, but he's like, and I can't give you much, but I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be there in the end with you. I'll, I'll ride down, you know, I'll fight, I'll fight with you. And and that's, it was just this beautiful thing about like being this, this, like this guy that's broken, but it's like, but I'll, but I love you. And I'm going to fucking, I'll stick with you. And, and it just, after hearing it, then it's like, now every time I hear it, it just gets me. I cry. And then from doing the podcast, we did the rising, and and dude like listening to that song the rising like, I'm thinking about it now and I'm getting choked up because it's like, God damn, dude, that was the best tribute to 9-11 that anybody did. He, you really, you know, when he, because the thing about Bruce that he, that rules, he's the king of bridges. His, his, his verse is great, his chorus is great, but his bridge is always like, the flames burn higher, yeah. you know, I'm there, I'm <laughs> there, I'm a sad, sad, and it's just like summarizes. And I remember listening to The Rising, getting ready for the podcast, just just like getting really emotional because yep. he literally makes you feel what it would have been like to be one of those firemen and police officers running into the World Trade Center. It's like you, he, he is our Mark Twain yep. of, of the generation.
0: Yeah, I mean it. That album, uh, I think the Rising is one of those albums that, like, he said he wrote it because uh, that day nine eleven happened. Some fan yelled out, "We need you more than ever, Bruce." Yeah, yeah. And he, and he took it to heart, like, "Oh shit!" And and dude, you are the you're all the, you are our American's songbook. You fucking are. You just are. And so and and that he took it on like that. And every song on that album is just awesome. There's a song on um, t- uh, Tunnel Love uh, called "The Big Muddy." do not know. it's not on the big money. I think it's on maybe at Human Touch. There's it's funny because Human Touch in Lucky Town, there, there's some great stuff on it, but you have to, there's these gems that that just never got what they deserved, you know. He's he's yeah, you know. What's I, what's your deep, what's your deep like, if you could go see him live, what's the song that you would want Bruce to play? Oh man, what have I seen him play live? Uh, you know, well, I, but what
2: hasn't he played that you're like, oh please, just like like I, I know this sounds so lame, but it's like for Billy Joel, I want him to play "I Go to Extremes" so bad, and yeah. he, and it's like I always miss the show that he does it.
0: There's, uh, and then- there's a song called "Straight Time" I love off of, of Ghost of Tom Job. There's "Spare Parts." I would love because "Spare Parts" always have, it's dark, but it has this rock thing to it too. And it's uh, uh, but Big Muddy man, it's such this weird kind of marshy New Orleans bluesy thing that I just I, I just I'd like to see him just. You know those moments when the band leaves to take a break and it's just Bruce and yeah. he got some weird and it's Nils and him and Nils got this weird slide guitar that's going wow, wow, wow. and you're like, what are we what are we watching? <laughs> he he has the ability to take things to make look, man, I think Leno, even Leno, so people give give me shit about Leno. I, I told him I'm bring up Leno. Years ago I went and saw Leno And when, when, because people forget Leno, people go, yeah, Tonight Show, whatever, Leno. People forget that the reason Leno got to Tonight Show, because Leno was the baddest motherfucker there was. Leno would walk into a, I saw him at the, in Marin at the Civic Center once. And Jay can fill a room. The great performers can fill up a room. And, uh, and Springsteen can fill an arena. He walks out and he's given so much like you said it earlier, man. Where you're just like, how is he doing this? Yeah. You're tired. You're 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 in the third hour of the show, and you're like, how how is he still walking? Uh, and 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 I just think that he he's great at filling a room. You, he can just be on stage by himself, and he still runs the whole show. It's pretty awesome.
2: It is. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to, I've got a bunch of Patreon questions I want to ask you. Sure. Um, all right. So we, I asked the one about the catalog that, you know, what, how would you rank your favorite Bruce records? Like if you had to do your top five.
0: Man, my face. Uh, uh, I ugh. I would go, man, you, this that sucks. That's a shitty question. Right, well, you got to do if, it, dude. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would go, all right, let me, let me, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the list in order. I'm going to give you a whole list. All right. Give man. it to me. You want this shit? Okay. So it like-
2: starts, at, I already know number one's Nebraska. So now number we're just, one, we're working no, no, no,
0: no. down. I would go, uh, I, I would go a number one Nebraska. Uh, then I would probably go, uh, Whew. I'd go The Rising, and then I'd go Ghost of Tom Joad, and then wow. I Wow! Yeah, I, it's such a great album. And then, listen, when Rage Against the Machine can take one of your songs and turn it into one of the baddest rockers ever, and then Springsteen did a version that kind of mixed his version with Rage's version with Tom Morello. Um, you just like that? that, is that? Uh, but that album is, is great, too. I mean, uh, um, then I would go to—man. I, it's funny. There's brilliance off of every album. I'm looking at a bunch of. Then I would probably have to go back to. I'd probably go back to Darkness, um, and uh, and Born to Run, uh, and, and again only because of Link. The River, the, the River, if the River would. By the way, I'm never going to diss the River, but yeah, if it was one album and you just took the first, the best twelve of that one it, it, instead of having the twenty songs, yeah. I think I think it, it would have. I still agree. I, I, you know, it's still a great. Listen, this record that we did today is not a bad record. So to everybody
2: listening oh. that's a huge Bruce fan, we're not I'm not saying it's a bad record whatsoever. Uh, it's a mood. And to get yep. through like to get through an you know an hour and 20 minutes of a record is can get like it's just but, it's like it's like it's perfect. It was a perfect record. The first time I heard it, I was driving from New York, no, I was driving from Baltimore back to New York. And, and it was, it was great. It was nighttime. You know, I was in a rented Camaro brand new, just fucking zipping down 95 or zipping up 95. And it was, it was great. But I mean, I'll be honest. I was like, this has got to be over soon. And then you're like, Holy shit. There's nine more songs left.
0: Well, here's Russell. Let's let's go to it. Uh, let's go let's go. What's on this album? Because it is a brilliant album. Uh, Independence Day, another song that will just get to me because of my dad. Hungry Heart is on this album. Uh, out in the Street is out there. Holy shit! Right. I mean, you know uh, uh, and the, the river ra- is beautiful. The, the river is a beautiful song. Point blank, Cadillac Ranch is on it. I'm a rocker, which is fun. Fade away. I mean, it's just uh, you know every. Uh, yeah reckon i mean it's yeah I, I take everything it's it's a brilliant album but there is it's a I, Would I, you put you can tell it's i will say this there's a yeah. there's a couple of specials i've done where i go that special i needed to do that special to be able to be good enough to write and pull off this bit two specials later that's what I think this album is for him. There's great shit on it, uh, and, and, there's, and, and there, but there's stuff that the DNA he laid down in this album, the DNA for the next ten albums. You
2: I know? love that. I think that's I think that's a perfect way to explain what this record is to his career. It's it's him trying different stuff, trying old stuff, trying new stuff, and and really just 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 you know he probably came up with a melody, came up with an idea, and just went with it. Maybe it was a writing exercise, and 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 you're right. It's like you can hear how this record influenced. I mean, obviously, if it's on the 500 Greatest Albums list, and you know. And how many other records, Adam, are on here from Bruce? How many do we have left? Right, oh, so right. So how many you have left? Well, we've is, done. Yeah. Well, we've we've done. Uh, fucking Tunnel the Rising, love. and Tunnel of Love. You got Nebraska
0: coming up at 226. Darkness on the Edge of Town at 150. The Wild, the Innocent, and the E Street Shuffle at 133, born in the USA at 86, and born to run at 18. So one,
2: 18, two. wow. Yeah, I mean, so did it move a lot up? of? I'm well, there's certain artists that have a lot of, like, that are, that are, you know, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, uh, Pink Floyd only, I think, has two records on here, maybe three. I think they have, uh, was it uh, Piper at the Gates of Dawn was the first one we did. They're going to have Darkness, and I think Wish You Were Here, or The Wall, they have four. All right, Radiohead, What? Adam, no, what do you I was, got
0: no, i was just confirming for
2: it was four. okay and then like radiohead i think most of their records are on here um Bands like Big Star, you know, if you ever listen to Big Star, like Big Star has all three or I think all three or four of their records are on here. But Bruce, Bruce is one of the guys I'm talking like he's got what about six albums on here. I mean, this guy is like you said, he's one of the dudes that is arguably writing the great American songbook. Him, Dylan, Billy Joel. Like these are the guys that you can talk about in the same breath as Cole Porter and Duke Ellington and and i mean and and literally have have valid points of why they're the heir to them
0: if aliens (laughs) landed if aliens landed and go explain to me the united states and you just handed them the bruce springsteen live 75 to 85 box set and you just went okay this is it and then you handed him then you took some singles the river uh the river and the rising and you said just listen to these uh they would come back with a semblance and a vibe of what America is. He's really has a way of being to encompass it. And, and again, he was doing it when he was 29 before, he, before he'd before he experienced life that he has, he was writing about life just by noticing it. That's why Tunnel of Love is so much different because that's fucking his life. Yeah. He, he, you know, he really took everything he learned observing and then re- took it to experiencing. Uh, And that's why The Rising is so good, too, man. I mean, that's why when you said you wanted me on this album, I was like, Oh man, this wasn't okay. I'll do. Okay. I'm in, but, uh, but there's this other... is great.
2: Oh, dude, I'm so glad you came onto this. this. This is one. I'm a fan. And two, like you care and your energy is making me want to listen to Nebraska now. And like, as soon as it's over, I'm putting Nebraska on, I'm gonna feed my dog, go on a walk. Like it's, <laughs> it's great. So I I want to have a question. Do you like, because when we're talking about some of the greatest bands in the history of music, you know, yeah. and you're, you, and I'm, I'm talking world and America, do you feel like Bruce gets
0: that respect in that discussion worldwide he does worldwide he does I mean he sells out he sold a million tickets when this last tour when they announced it he sold a million tickets in three days wow and Nils, call, Nils I'm friends with Nils Lofgren and Nils calls me he's like he goes well I'm going on tour I go yeah I heard a million tickets he goes he goes I go uh, I go he oh so here's Nils Lofgren by the way is the hardest working man uh guitarist I've ever heard so he goes I know we're going on tour so he goes he goes I'm he, Bruce gave us 50 60 songs and so I call, they have to learn because they're playing all over yeah. so he calls Bruce and he goes alright I'm already working on it Bruce goes hey man don't worry about it we just sold a million tickets. <laughs> he, so, so uh, yeah. He get, it, Bruce told me on the phone that phone call we had. He said, he said America is really fickle. They like whatever shiny that week. He said yeah. uh, Europe. He goes, they really appreciate artists. They really, really appreciate it. He said. He said he love loves playing Europe. Um, that's what he told me then. And and I think over the years though he's really he's really become ours I don't, i've don't. i never been to a show that wasn't sold out with bruce ever you know oh my god i mean the msg tickets were going for, like
2: four seats were going for like four thousand dollars and, and they were worth it like that's kind of like i was i remember i said to myself all right like i have a budget in my head of what i'm willing to pay for yeah. bruce i'm willing to go up to about 1200 maybe 1500 for a good seat yeah. um but it's also you know like i've heard some people say he's lost the energy just a little bit It's even like this whole Billy Joel thing where Billy's done, you know, he's goddamn like six straight years, six, seven straight years of playing MSG once a month, except for during COVID. And I've been, God knows how many times since I've moved out here. And the last show I saw with my sister, that was the first show I was like, oh man, I feel like he's losing it just a little bit, but I mean, the guy's in his seventies. Yeah, you know what I mean? Does. It's like, how many times can you play Uptown Girl and be fucking excited about it? And I think sometimes you just, you know, Bruce is, is one of those things where it's like, we just, people need him so much and they need him to go out on tour, you know, but dude, you're in your seventies, your body. I mean, I saw Iggy Pop at the Palladium and that motherfucker gave you everything he had for the two hours of that show. But the thing that stuck with me more than anything was after, and he's got his shirt off and he looks, you know, weird. Cause his skin's off, you know, kind of 70 old year old skin. And he fucking got the crowd in the palms and they're going nuts. And then he goes after the encore, he goes to walk backstage and he's limping. Like you could see him, like he's in pain. And yeah. but he, he'll he still go out there. Cause they, he dude, Bruce needs it. I think as much as we do.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. The Yeah. From, uh, I mean, I mean, imagine being the guy, it's funny because we were talking about on the river, he was at 29. He didn't know was this all there is. And then he lived a life, uh, and got all those things he said he was missing. And then he went back to like, yeah, I'm going to go back to that. Cause I guess this is all there is. <laughs> and, the, and and he tours hard and Nils, Nils said they're on tour for a year, a year. Yeah. And Nils is Nils is in his sixties, and I mean, band members have died, and Springsteen's still going, and I think someone said something my wife does uh, there's a peloton uh my wife has a peloton sorry god that's okay it's okay dude sentence. it's okay Many people Pelotons. So, so she's uh <laughs> one of the one of the girls uh jane Sher- uh, uh, sherman uh is, is a major bruce springsteen front and because they so he's they sold the rights peloton can now use springsteen's music because they're paying for it and they did us she did a springsteen ride and the girl was literally on the bike instructing and crying and she goes i've seen him five times on this tour and she said she said and i'm sad because i know this won't last forever because you got to remember it's, you know we, bruce has been around yeah forever yeah, and, I know. and now he's 73 and I don't know how, well, I mean, what do you think, man? How much longer can he I, go?
2: You know, and this is why I go see everybody. Now I go see everybody. Yeah. Cause I, I missed, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm such, and even though it's, it's like, it was such a guilty pleasure. I'm a huge Neil diamond fan. I talk about him all the time on the podcast. It, it, I'm just, it's, awesome. it's just, it's just somebody I like, he's just been there. And I'm like, I fucking love him. And I, I finally got money and I missed all the shows that he was doing oh. in LA, uh, and and now I'm like, oh, now I can go. And he's got Parkinson's; he's never going to tour again. And mm-hmm. so because of that, anybody, I'm talking like I, I was, I'm a very passive Clapton fan, and knowing about it, he's like this, even though he's kind of like a you know a bastard and a racist piece of shit, I still went to go see him. I can't see Pink Floyd, so I saw Roger Waters. Same. I seem to be going to a lot of racist people's shows. <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with me. Wait, you're fine, maybe maybe take. Wait, a- like, a- I know. Well, you know, I am. I'm a Holocaust denier, so I mean, <laughs> let's just go with the flow. <laughs> Now, but this is like I'm going to see The Cure. I'm going to see Depeche Mode. I've we gone, just saw go, The Pesh Mode. I'm
0: going. They were awesome. We just saw this Cure. I know. I'm so excited. I'm going to see them on Tuesday. But this is but the- thing. It, it was like it, you're right. It was I said I, I tweeted that I go. They were awesome. But it was like John Belushi did 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 one of his best characters. It was a, it was it, they were great. But it was I I was I, I, here's how good they were. A buddy of mine who we just took uh, Zach the guy who played my brother on the show. Uh, he turns. to I, and-
2: I used to run into him at, at Cha Cha. Uh, the Cha Cha. What was that bar in L.A.? The Cha Cha Lounge oh, or something. I, I remember I met him and I spoke with him because he also played Scott farkas in oh, The Christmas yeah. Story. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. he's still. He'll still ride. He's still riding that horse too. By the way, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good horse to ride, dude. That yeah, is, and he uh, and he turns to me halfway through the cure and he goes, "I get it now." Yeah, that's how good they were. Like, he, like yeah. at this point in their career. They turned to Zach, which is great. So I do this. I went and saw Prince. Prince was playing shows at the Roosevelt when I, when I first got with Ray. I was going through my divorce and it was fucking horrible, and the tickets were insane because it was only like three hundred seats. Yeah. And I said fuck it, and I bought it. People, you're you By the way, you're absolutely. Right. People go see go. People that you love. You know yeah. why? Cause you may never get that experience again. And whatever you do, it's going to inspire you. If those people made a difference in your life, spend a little money. You'll get the money back. Look, you'll you'll work some extra hours. You'll sell something on Craigslist. What the fuck? But you won't get to see these brilliant people uh, again. It may never happen again. So go. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. All right. Let's wrap this up. Dude, you're coming back. You're coming back. This was a blast. Thanks, man. This was so great.
2: Um, all right. I ask everybody these questions. Uh, first question, what's your favorite song on the record on this record? Yes. I know it's a tough I have to say 35 that, uh, to choose from.
0: <laughs> no, I'm calling I'm going to call The River. I play the. I have a I, I play guitar and I play The River all the time. There's so much that entire song is such a it's such a screenplay. It's such a screenplay and it's dark and it still has hope in it. So I'm not even playing it cuz it's popular. I love it because it's just a There's a reason. There's a reason the, the album was named that song sure. is that.
2: It's got, it's got, I know exactly what you're saying. It definitely, out of all the songs on this record, it definitely is the one that just seems to stick with you the most. Yeah. I love Out in the Street. I think Out in the Street is such a perfect rock and roll pop song. It, it's, I don't think it gets the, it doesn't get the, uh, the, the justice I think it deserves when you talk about, you know, right. fucking the Bruce Springsteen catalog. But it's, it's killer like, a
0: at- concert. Holy shit, is that fun, fun song. Oh my, concert.
2: oh my God, dude. I think it's up there with Born to Run. I, I just, I love it. I love it. All right, what do you skip over on this record? Is there anything that you're that you're just passing through?
0: Uh, You know, I think that like uh, "Wreck on the Highway." "Wreck on the Highway." It's you know, it's um, it's it's for us. Even for Spring, seems like it's a little morose. Some of the other songs that are slow uh, on his other albums, there's a story. There's such a solid story. "Wreck on the Highway." It just. I don't know. It feels like a throwaway, but Bruce's throwaways are still, you know, a killer, but I, sure. I yeah, I just go through it. Yeah. All right. I respect that. All right. I can you, guilt.
2: I have guilt. I'm sorry, Mr. Springsteen. <laughs> sorry. All right. Yeah, I, just, I love this question. Can you fuck to this record?
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> man. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, yes, yes, because I'm, I'm yes, of course you can. Yes. In fact, I would. I, I, then I would love wrecking the highway at the end. Of course, I, 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 I got have to fuck for three hours That's yeah, a, it's, it's if you try to make
2: it through, dude, it's <laughs> 82 minutes. <But> There's <laughs> gonna be a lot of foreplay, dude. There's a lot of foreplay. A lot of
0: cuddling. <laughs> a lot of
2: it. Yeah, massages. There's no way. I don't think I can get through. I get. I'd probably get to Hungry Heart, and then I'd be like, Okay, we're good. We're good. Um, can, can you work out to this record? And if so, what would be,
0: you know, the, what would be the, uh, the style of fitness? I think you could work out to the first half of it. I think, I really think you could work out to the first half. If, if I could put it, I would I tell you what, I would put it on shuffle so I could fast forward through a couple of the slow songs. Yeah, I know.
2: I agree. Yeah. I, I do. Listen, I, when the songs, when the songs pop on this record, they really pop. Yeah. When he brings you down, Bruce has a way of being able to just like, it's all like you kept mentioning mention to Tom Jode. I mean, when he, there are, he has a depth to him, so when he brings you into his world and acoustic guitar, you're there. Yeah. You're hearing that story. You're paying attention. It's tough oh. to do that. You know, it's not. You can't do CrossFit to this album. Maybe out on the street. When you Maybe hear the
0: wine, he plays a harmonica in such a way that you're the harmonica just it just like rips into your soul. You're like, oh, this is something horrible happened, and there's gonna be hope at the end. That's all I know. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a nightmare. It's gonna be sad, and then we're gonna pull out of it anyway because we are born to <laughs> It's uh, uh, let me see. Could I independ- man Independence Day? I'm looking at the tracklist right now, and I just ah, uh, could I fuck to this? Yeah, you can look but you better not touch. Yeah, yeah, I want to marry you. Yeah, the river. Again, definitely the first disc. The first disc, definitely. The yeah. first, oh, yeah, uh, was like be- Cadillac. Cadillac Ranch. Yeah, you could you could wrap up with Cadillac Ranch. That's okay. And I'm a rockers after that. Yeah, Perfect. And then Stolen Car, Ram right um, <laughs> Oakland yeah, finish yeah, before Wreck yeah, yeah, on the Highway. I, anyway, I, see, I see where I'd nod off. I can yeah. see where I would nod off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, But it's still an awesome album. I, I think, look,
2: I, I think, you know, with someone like Bruce, especially going back to the sex thing, is, you know, who was it? It said Brandon Boyd from Incubus we had on here. We were talking about, we were talking about um, uh, Jeff Buckley, uh, his first record and well, only record. And and he made a good point about about putting on music when you're when you're connecting with somebody and making love to somebody. And he's like, he's like, I want to be present, I want to be there. And and he's like, and to hear something like this that's so beautiful would make me I'd be hearing the music more than I would be actually enjoying the moment. And I, I don't know if I fully agree with that. I, I do understand I think there are some records.
0: I'll tell you Never what I'll do. Just, the time. We need what? to do. I, you know, it's funny because this is such a weird question. And it's one of those. It's very funny question. There are. I'm thinking of seven tracks right now. That if you put a, play, you could put a, you could put a, get down. Bruce playlist that would that yeah that would actually make that almost almost a Prince level. There's what, some... what are they? What are they? What's what? Are, come on, man. Well, I mean not. Like, off stuff we... I'd have not, to go. No, through... no, no, no. It's
2: not this record. I know that. I know uh, that for a fact.
0: All right, hold on. Thank you. I will would definitely put. Uh, I would put uh, the the big muddy in. I'd put spare parts. I would put. I would. I would actually. I would put it in Nebraska because it's such a dark song. Yeah. Um. Um. But there's a vibe, man. You could put. I and then I, I would also put. Uh. I might put um oh god i put downbound train on there definitely uh i would put uh i don't know if i put dancing in the dark dancing in the dark to me it's great but it's kind of bruce's i'm sexy and 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 i know it it's like it's it's uh yeah there's easy oh man what else uh have you ever heard that that? i put gloria from human touch on there you ever
2: heard you ever heard the 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 john legend version of dancing in the dark that he did on stern Oh, is it awesome? Oh my god, he slows it down and plays it on piano. You should listen to it. You can fuck to that.
0: That's you another can... thing Springsteen's brilliant at, man. Like I play a uh, No Retreat, No Surrender. I'd put that on that uh, the, that version he did live, where he slowed it way the fuck down, and it just has all this like pain. There's line. There's there's great lines in it. Yeah, um, yeah. you say the world isn't ours anymore to win. Uh, you know, uh, it's like the the lyrics. His lyrics are it's just not bullshit. His lyrics aren't bullshit. Like at your, all. Lyrics are always where you're like, some of his lyrics, you do like, I'm just going to put that on a t-shirt or I'm living by that. You can, put, <laughs> you can just get spring sealers, put them on a post-it, put them on the refrigerator and just get inspired every morning. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, go, yeah. man. Dancing in the dark. Um,
2: we what else was i was about to say oh okay this is what i was going to say um we went to go see Coldplay at metlife stadium me and big j okerson and his girlfriend we take mushrooms i take mushrooms a lot let's just i should oh, just yeah. get that out of the way if just assume that i'm any concert i'm at i'm on mushrooms i took mushrooms i saw melon camp last week wow. took mushrooms it's all seal that, that was melon camp and seal cool. were both artists that you were talking about like you know because i'll just go to concerts and i was like Fuck it dude i'm going to see seal and like a song in i was like this motherfucker rules, yeah, he's I went great. as a joke. And then Mellencamp, I just had a night off and I was like, I'm gonna go see Mellencamp. He's at the Beacon and it just ruled. Yeah. Like it's same thing, he's old, but man is that like every song is just like, I know that, I know that, this is great, this is great. But we go see Coldplay and you know, Coldplay is arguably one of the biggest bands in the world. Yep, And they, they have like three different stages in MetLife and they go after, it's like, they don't really do an encore per se, But they do this small stage where the band is all close together and and there's like this weird way they get up, I guess, underneath the stadium and then they kind of come up and they do one of their songs and then they go, we have a special guest and Bruce comes out. And I mean, literally, I have video, I'm, you know, 15 feet because we were standing by the little stage. So it just so happened when they went to that one, we're front row. And they do this, this very beautiful acoustic version of Dancing in the Dark. And I mean, this is New Jersey too. So they lose their shit when he shows up. He he annihilates, oh, he does two songs. He does he does Dancing in the Dark a second. He did something else. I think you might've mentioned the name, but I, I can't remember what it was, but it, it was just magical. And, it, and it, from that moment, With Coldplay putting on such a great show, and then having Bruce come out, it it literally went from being in my top twenty concerts I've ever seen to being in my top five. Because that moment was just like holy fucking shit! And he's got an energy, (laughs) and they killed it. But but they did that song.
0: They played one song, and he came out early, or he came out the end. No,
2: so they did. So they 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 played most of their hits
0: okay okay so cool play. You know, and, then okay. They, and then
2: they and then instead of doing an encore they move they have this big massive stage and then they move like they, it's like they they play this weird video while the band then goes underneath the stage and comes up at another stage deeper in the stadium so but it's can, literally it. just like they're all packed together you know what i mean it's, so it's really cool looking That's awesome. and then and then, he, then they do one of their songs and then bruce comes out they do another song That I'm I can't remember the title of and then Yeah, well yeah, working on a dream, yeah. Oh wow. And then they do dancing in the dark, and it was I mean, I have video of it, and it's just like it's it's you get chills because you know the song is this like and we do that at the goddamn comedy jam and it fucking murders like the crowd loses their shit, but to hear it stripped down. And I think you take most of his songs and that's why that Broadway show was so special because he's stripping everything down and he's playing these hits. But when, you know, you get once you get the glitz and glamor of the sax and the, this and all that, and you take that away, it is just a guy sitting in his apartment or his house and mm-hmm. writing these beautiful songs on an acoustic guitar and they uh, they're just as good there as they are with the full band.
0: Born in the USA, Strip Down, is one of the, like, like I mean, when Reagan was like, yeah, well, I was born in the USA, and Bruce was like, I'm going to make a statement. Did you listen to the song? Because the song is not a good yeah. thing. And the version that he does, the original version of it, wasn't that big banging. It was like, it was, born down in a dead man's town. It's like, it's the darkest where you get it. And he he's brilliant at that. He's brilliant at just taking a song that rocked and go, I'm going to turn this into the, this most heart-wrenching yeah. this gut turner and uh and it, you know man thanks for me talk about him it's weird you oh my pleasure by the way, how you just described by the way people again i want to say go to the concerts go see live performers because because you, you can see him on netflix you can see them up but go see him live do you hear how he got do you hear how he got uh, talking about that you never know what's going to happen when you just go spend a little extra money i guarantee you it will be worth it
2: live music live comedy Yep. Like even theater, go to a fucking play, dude. Just go support the arts. There's something about going into a room, especially go to the fucking movies. Like watching shit on Netflix is great, but there's something about going in that theater with everybody on opening night of, of Batman Begins and he comes out and you're like, what the fuck? Or seeing the sixth sense and getting that turn at the end where we're all experiencing it at the same time. Being in a group of people, the energy that we put off, man, and these exciting moments in life and these beautiful things, it's like- it's the best and that's why i love living i loved la i lived there 14 years i went to a bunch of concerts every night of the week in new york city there's something dope going on every night and i and i if i have a night off now that i got money i do not miss my opportunity so the last thing i want to ask you is what would be your elevator pitch to get someone to listen to this record
0: i would just go uh uh, i would just go uh, you heard this on the river right i go imagine having 20 more of those uh, and oh, and by the way, it's Bruce Springsteen. Are you wait, we, we need the elevator pitch, Bruce Springsteen. You know that guy, Bruce Springsteen? No, I don't. Really? Who the fuck are you? Wait, I, yo, just go. Just give me out this elevator. You don't know who Bruce Springsteen? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, We're going to the same floor. No, I'm gonna. Dude, I'm going. Dude, you don't go live in the movie, right? Because I don't want to fucking be. I'm not near you. I mean, you don't know who Bruce Springsteen is. Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm looking at the track list, that I would just say, I would say, "The River," and then I would, and I'd go, "I go, then let's go right to Cadillac Ranch, man." I go, "This album, it's there's a bunch of stuff on this album that you that you that's in your DNA because it's played on elevators and it's played in buildings and you've heard it on the car radio. And when you hear that, I'm going to, holy shit, what is this? Holy shit, I know this song." Uh, what's my elevator pitch? by the way, this is why I'm, I'm not on a TV show right now because a <laughs> shitty pitch. I think you said it
2: you said it earlier, Christopher like you you said it it's like this is the record that sets up Bruce yeah, in yeah, the they, next and the next five or six albums that he did after this.
0: this, this is a man down, yes, this lays down the DNA for the next almost yeah, all the way to it's, the it's his career probably yeah yeah, yeah right. Right, and he got he got better at it. At this album, he's looking for something in this album. He's looking. He's all over fifties, sixties. You can tell Steve Azant had a heavy hand, and like because Steve loves the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Um, And but this album, I think he was like searching for it. And this, and then the next album, then the the next album is so fucking pure Nebraska is so pure I think he he got who he was off this album I dig that all right promote away buddy anything you want to promote Oh uh, yeah man on? I'll be in Nashville coming up new show Carrying Monsters uh, that's coming up in a couple of weeks and I'm on tour all year with Carrying Monsters this show is probably the best I've done it's dark it's the darkest thing I've ever written and I'm not bragging I'm warning and it's not <laughs> I'm not I'm not, there's, some time, there's a couple bits in this that you're gonna be like am I supposed to laugh at this um, but it's funny but it's uh, it's it's dark uh, but it's the best I think it's the best thing I've ever done because I found a way I finally got to where Norman it's it's like the, it's like part two of Norman Rockwell's Bleeding it's like it's like 2.0 it's like Norman Rockwell I kind of was trying to tell the stories without offending anybody in a sense of where I was going this now I'm 10 specials after that and now I'm saying this is what's really going on I love that and and the and from everything from my sister's suicide to my uh, to my horrible divorce, uh, but it all comes out. But but another thing I've learned from Bruce is you can take him down the dark road, but make sure at the end, man, you let him out. Let him out in the light. Make make sure yeah. it's okay out there. It sucked, but it's it's okay. You're gonna be okay. Yeah,
2: uh, you you're one of the best at doing it, man. I mean that. Oh, this was, I, I, I was a fan of the TV show, and I'm a fan of your stand-up. So to be able to sit down and talk to you about an artist like Bruce, man, this really was a pleasure. These are one of the episodes that make me. You know, dude, I got another five years of doing this fucking podcast, and I want to quit <laughs> nonstop. So just to give you an idea, like being able to sit down and talk to you and become friends with you, man, this this meant a lot to me. So. Oh, dude, I
0: appreciate it. And we started a new podcast today called uh, "Knock 'Em Dead. It's about trying to get people through – funny way of getting people through uh, death because we're all going to die. So how do we – how do we deal with that? We talked to a dude that had a near-death experience that was insane because I had one. I had one. And and so that's, that's coming out. And then I've got, uh, and then Zero Side Effects, my special that we did for COVID is on my YouTube channel right now. So go see that
2: go watch all of it support live comedy go see Chris live and go to concerts dude this ruled man thank this you This is a
0: blast brother I, I, will, I will see you again anytime you want me for this again I will do more research if you ever do a Prince one I, I'm in but I'll, it'll okay. be, I'll be way more psycho about We've that got about, we got about five more years until we'll fucking perform <laughs> in, bro so just <laughs> right, give you an idea
2: I'm dude, in thank you thanks man follow him at Titus Nation on Instagram and go to ChristopherTitus.com for more our new music this week is Who Killed Bobby Fuller by Black 47 off the 2002 record After Hours Volume 2. Next week is Jay Z week as we go deep into the 2001 album The Blueprint. And if you haven't heard this record yet, you got homework to do. Listen to the record, Stay skinny
1: <laughs> we yeah.